Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Um, I hope you had a great day. If you're listening to this in the morning, I hope you're going to have a great day. I'm actually coming off um, a fairly busy weekend. If you, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but if you can recall a few weeks ago, we had a weekend where it was 90 degrees, Saturday and Sunday. It was sweltering. We are not acclimated to 90 degree weather yet. And um, it was a scorcher. And we spent most of our, our weekend on the soccer fields. Have you ever noticed that soccer fields are pretty much in the middle of a desert? Like <laughs> there is literally nowhere to go for relief. And we were out on those fields from like 10 to 3 on Saturday. I would like to tell you that all of my children are still alive um, because when you are sitting on the sideline and you're watching your siblings play and you don't want to be there, it can, it can be a little touch and go. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of yelling by me and Jim yelling at my children to just be quiet and stop moving and not talk so much. Like I'm telling you, 90 degrees and miserable. And they kept stopping the game to give the kids water breaks, which I get, uh, but it was just making the game longer and longer and longer. And so we all survived, but I can tell you it was a little rough there for a while. Um, Thankfully, the kids won their games, but um, yeah, it was, I'm not even going to pretend that my family has it all together, especially in the heat. (laughs) our worst sides of us come out and yeah, it wasn't too great. So hopefully you are having a great day. I know we're in summer now, which is so exciting. It's my favorite season. I like the heat. Um, I just don't like being in the desert for six hours uh, with no relief in sight. So uh, I will never though complain about the summer. Definitely my favorite season. So today, I want to talk to you about a topic about called self-care. You know, self-care is something that we hear about. Uh, it's basically how we take care of ourselves, which I think is so super important because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't assume that somebody else is going to step in and do the work for us. This is something that we have to do on our own. And that's not a bad thing. It's it's taking care of ourselves so that, you know, we are not a, you know, we're not a hindrance to society. I mean, that's what we do as parents, right? We try to raise our children to be self-sufficient, contributing members of our society. But part of that responsibility comes from taking care of ourselves. And a lot of times we think of self-care in the physical way. But today, I want to even introduce you to, you know, 
taking care of ourselves from an emotional standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, uh, from the relationships that we have and the boundaries that we set up. There's so much more to self-care than just making sure you go to bed on time, right? Even though that is very, very important. So I know I've mentioned this before, probably in the very early days of the podcast, but I talked a lot about the physical ways that we can take care of ourselves, you know, eating healthy foods, um, making sure we move our bodies through exercise consistently, you know, whether that be from a cardiovascular standpoint uh, to better rest and stress management, uh, getting enough sleep at night. I read a book that said we should set alarms to go to bed, not to wake up. That's what we struggle with. It's the going to bed part. (laughs) If we all went to bed on time, it wouldn't be a struggle to wake up in the morning. And rest is just so important for our bodies to function appropriately. Um, It's helpful for weight management. Uh, It's helpful for our mood and, and just feeling good instead of always run down. I have to say, as much as I love watching a series on TV every once in a while, I'm really thankful for May when it ends. So that way I don't have to worry about, did I watch this episode? Do I need to catch up? I love the summer because there's no TV to watch. Um, And then, you know, watching our alcohol intake, not smoking, not doing drugs, you know, all very good positive behaviors on how we can take care of ourselves. You know, but then there are things called disruptors, things that get in the way of us taking care of ourselves, like skipping meals when you're pressed for time or watching more than two hours of TV a day or being on our phones. I don't even think it's TV anymore. I think it's our phones. You know, have you logged or checked the log on your phone for how much time you've spent on that thing? We often say that we're so busy and we have no time to do anything, but yet if we checked our data on our phones, we could probably find hours of time. And I know I am very guilty of this as well. Um, And then there's the process of multitasking when you eat. Are you watching TV? Are you checking your emails? Are you driving down the road? Because it's the only time you can find to shove something in your mouth before you get to the next activity, right? So these are just physical ways we can take care of ourselves. Today, I want to focus, though, more on the emotional and psychological parts of taking care of ourselves. Um, you know, these past couple of years have been rough. I think we're all operating at higher stress levels than what we'd like, And our normal physical ways of taking care of our body just aren't cutting it anymore. Like I know for me, I do try to to read and pray in the morning, read my Bible in the morning, do some journal work every once in a while, uh, exercise. And these are all really good practices, but I just, I still feel like I'm operating at higher levels of anxiety and stress than what I would like. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through some of these self-care check boxes and see what positive behaviors, you know, are you doing them or are you, you know, 
engaging in more disruptive behavior. Um, I'm actually using a worksheet that was uh, created and designed in the Intuitive Eating Workbook. Uh, that is um, intuitive eating. Let me let me go back for a second. Intuitive eating is a form of of eating that allows for you to stay present in the moment and really make sure that the decisions you're making are the ones you want to. Um, you are honoring your body's signals in terms of hunger and fullness. You are honoring your body's choices. Um, the diet, or I shouldn't even call it a diet because it's not a diet. It's the opposite of a diet. Uh, instead of focusing on the what you eat and the how much you eat, it really forces you to focus on how you're feeling in the moment and making your best decisions. And so I thought, what better way to talk about um, this idea and this this topic of self-care than to use a platform that really encourages you to stay present and focused in the moment. I mean, honestly, anything that you do well requires focus and concentration and being present, not just eating, right? We talk about mindless eating a lot, watching TV while you're eating at night and why that usually ends up in eating too many calories. But, you know, Anything really in our life that we want to do well requires us to be in the moment and focused. And so, you know, I just want to read some of these with you, talk about them with you, and maybe bring to awareness of things that, you know, you might want to change or take steps at, at including some more of these positive behaviors in your own lifestyle so that you can take care of yourself in all aspects. Right? So we're going to take a step back from just the physical taking care of yourself and we're going to focus on some of these other things because they matter. They matter a lot. You may think that, you know, nutrition is just all about the physical food that you're putting in your mouth and the quantity, but I will argue that 99% of nutrition is psychological, especially for people that struggle with overeating or undereating right? You know, your body was designed to give you so many cues and signals of when you've had enough, but yet people will blow right through them and they'll overeat. So don't tell me there's not a psychological standpoint to it because the cues are there. They're created and designed and a lot of us identify them, but then we blow right past it. And the question is, why are we blowing past of it? How are we not taking care of ourselves in other ways so that we can do this well? All right, so I'm going to read a couple, um, they're like check boxes. You're supposed to be able to check off if you do this well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to go through them and then we're just going to talk about it. And again, you know, just bring awareness to maybe some areas that you can improve. So, you know, how can you take care of yourself? Self-care assessment in terms of emotional and psychological needs uh, first one is, I'm aware of my thoughts and feelings without judgment. So you had me at the first six words or seven words, but when you ended that without judgment piece, that's where I got a little lost and I wasn't able to check off that box like I wanted to. 
you know, are you engaging in harsh or critical self-talk? Whether you're talking about your body, whether you're talking about your choices, um, your actions, you know, are you talking to yourself the way you would talk to a four-year-old? Or are you much more harsh and critical than that? Right? I don't know where along the way we think it's okay to talk to ourselves so negatively. What? Because we're an adult? Yeah. No. No. Like, we need to talk to ourselves with kindness and compassion. It doesn't matter how old you are. Nobody wants to hear all that negativity. And so for so many people out there who engage in that negative critical talk about themselves, eating is an escape. It's an escape from you. All that negative talk after a while just wears on you. And your inner dialogue, you know, is talking a mile a minute all day long. Imagine if that talk was more positive. How would that make you feel? How would that affect your choices and what you do and how you eat? Right? Another box to check off is I have hobbies and interests outside of work or school. I mean, I have hobbies. I have interests, but I don't ever make time to do them. Or I, should, I don't make as much time as I would like. Let's say it that way. Right? You know, for so many of us, we are just running from here to there all the time. In fact, I had, um, I was talking to one of the dads on the sideline today and he's a coach for another team. And I asked him how his team's doing. He's like, oh, it's awful. He said, all my good players are playing softball this weekend. I'm like softball, but we're playing soccer. He's like, yeah, so many of my, my, my team, my girls are playing two different sports. And so they're forced to make a decision. Which one are they going to do? And, and they're not picking soccer. They're picking softball. And it's frustrating because it's really hard to play as a team and, and you know, gel and learn positions when half the team isn't there all the time. And there's no judgment on my end. I mean, I also often want to sign my kids up for multiple things because I don't want them to miss out on any experiences. You know, we have a rule in our house, one sport per season, just from a logistical standpoint, I can't get everyone where they need to be. And I really, really like when the girls pick the same sport because now I only got to find four different ways, four different directions versus five. This spring, it was even better because Jacob Parker did track, which meant I only had three different sports to go to because the girls are both in soccer. So anyway... You know, we're running around here and there, you know, but we're not doing the things that fill us up. And I'll say when I'm so busy running around, I tend to be more short with my kids, um, more resentful that I don't get to do anything I want because I'm just a chauffeur. And that's not good for anyone when I get resentful. I can't be present with my children and, and, and be joyful with them when I'm angry and run down and exhausted all the time. And I fully take ownership for, for signing them up for all, everything. It's my fault, but yet it's not something I'm willing to 
to stop doing because, you know, everybody else is doing it. I should be able to keep up too. Uh, I seek therapy when needed is another positive behavior, uh, another way that you can take good self-care of yourself. Huh. I like the idea of therapy. For me, it just sometimes feels like one more thing on my list of things to do. Uh, I'm very, very blessed. One of my good friends is a therapist. And so I tend to just call her up (laughs) and say, fix me, help me. Um, And I'm able to, you know, draw on her professional skills as well as her her personal friendship skills. Uh, She's always so gracious and helps me. But for so many people, they like the idea of therapy, but they can't even figure out what what that would look like to add it into their day. And that's really sad because there's a lot of people struggling right now. You know, our pastor said this week that um, anxiety is at an all-time high for, for children. And so, you know, not only are we stressed out and anxious, but we're passing that down on to our kids, you know, who should be at a time in their life where they should not have a care in the world. But they do. And I'm a little fearful for them. If they're struggling with so much anxiety as kids, you know, what does their future look like? And what does their, for their kids, are we just passing down anxiety just like we pass down disease? All right. Uh, Another positive way that you can take care of yourself is making time for self-reflection. So actually doing some journal work. We have a program called Diet Rehab uh, Body Metrics, and it's a 30-day self-study journal course. And, you know, when people come in to see me, they're like, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. I'm like, journal. Okay, anything but that. <laughs> Give me some quick things I can do. Just tell me which box of cereal to eat, and, uh, and I'll do it. And yes, making better choices at the grocery store is one way to take care of your health, but really getting in tune with your thoughts and how you think about food, uh, your thoughts about your body and how, you know, you talk to yourself, you know, a lot of that work is done through self-reflection and journaling. And it, again, sounds like a great idea. I just don't have time for it. Okay. Well, then, you know, as you yo-yo back and forth, back and forth, because you'll find the next best fad diet that goes out there. And then when it doesn't work and you regain all the weight again and you wonder what is wrong with you and why are you broken and why can't you fix this? We can then maybe revisit this journal thing where we can actually get to the bottom and the root of what is going on so that you can actually move through it move past it and get better and better at identifying those toxic thoughts and changing them, converting them into more positive thoughts and ultimately positive behaviors. So yes, I realize that self-reflection does take a little bit of time, but what you're doing by ignoring it and just searching out for the next best diet out there or the next best thing to distract you is ultimately taking more time than actually getting to the root of the problem, fixing it in the beginning and moving on that way. So just something to consider if you're struggling 
with managing anxiety levels and managing stress levels. All right, uh, let's do some self-care assessment in the realm of relationships. So, you know, can you check off this box? I have someone in my life who will listen to me if I was upset or just needed to talk. You know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the friendships that I have and, you know, where I can be open and honest and know that I don't always have the same opinion as my friends do, but that doesn't mean they will stop being my friends because of it. You know, we have this, this statement where we say, no representatives, come as you are. If you don't feel like putting on, you know, pants and you just want to be in your pajamas when we meet, then you do you. You know, if you need to talk when we're, you know, about something that's bothering you, then we drop everything that we're doing and we talk. Do you have those people in your life that you can do that with? The ones that are going to show up for you anytime, day or night, not just when things are going well. Do you have the support of friends or family members when you're going through something challenging? Or do you even let them in? Do you not... want to burden them with your problems and so you hold it all inside or do you withdraw from people when you're stressed out right you know really thinking about how can I how can I open up to people and finding those authentic relationships that allow you to be yourself is such a gift and I know sometimes it's hard to find those relationships. Um, You know, a lot of stuff is at surface level, but when you can find that, hold on tight and lean in. We are not meant to live this crazy chaotic life on our own. We're meant to do it in community. So find your people. Find your people in church or find your people at a play group or a mom's group or, you know, find it at, the gym or find it, uh, find that hobby (laughs) and then go find other people that do that hobby. You know, it's so nice because Facebook is, is a great way to connect with people. Um, but how can you take care of yourself when it comes to relationships? How can you identify the relationships that are toxic and moving past them in favor of the ones that are life giving and that help you move forward? So, um, staying in contact with important people in your life is so important, right? You know, again, busyness, it feels right in the moment because everybody around you is busy, but in the long run, it could be the thing that takes you away from your goals. All right. One more section here. Uh, I want to talk about boundaries and creating healthy boundaries, Uh, can you check off this box? I maintain a manageable schedule at work or school, which includes taking breaks. Do you take breaks when you're at work? I know for me, this is something I struggle with. I'm so thankful that Jim (laughs) works with me and Jim is in charge of the schedule because he actually goes in and puts breaks into my day so that I don't lose my mind. For me, I would just go, 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 go. I struggle to take breaks to go to the bathroom, but I realize, and you, if you remember, my bladder is not what it used to be. (laughs) Um, 
I have to take breaks to go to the bathroom now. It's a non-negotiable where before it was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just wait this, you know, through this next client and then I'll, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and then I would get behind and then, you know, that's not okay. If you cannot get up to go to the bathroom, we need to, we need to do something different. If you can't take a lunch break, we need to do something different. All right. You know, again, being over busy is not a desirable thing. If it's going to compromise who you are as a person, how you handle stress, who you are with your loved ones, it's not okay. We need to take breaks, not only from our job, because it's just healthy for your body and mind, um, but taking breaks from social media, taking breaks from TV, and just connecting with people again. There is so much information out there that we are privy to that 40, 50 years ago would have never existed. All of that information overload is wearing on us and it's more stressful than you may be giving it credit. So, you know, can you take those breaks? Can you shut your phone down and stop listening to the news? Can you unfollow people on social media that aren't positive and who aren't making you feel good about yourself? Can you take those breaks at work to go to the bathroom and to nourish yourself so that you're not skipping meals and then overeating the entire pantry at night? You know, and then on top of that is, do you speak up when others attempt to cross your boundaries or do you let them take advantage of you because you're trying to please them and make them happy? I have so many women that come into my office and they'll tell me, My whole entire life, I took care of everybody else. Now I want to take care of me. And that's fantastic. And I hear it and I smile every time because I love to see that. I love to hear that. But part of my heart breaks because they've gone through decades of being that caretaker that they've missed out on some of you know, the best years of their lives where they had the most energy and, and they weren't struggling with um, cardiovascular disease or diabetes. Like they're taking care of themselves now, not because they're choosing to, because they want to, but because their kids finally left the house and now it's convenient to. I know for me, I, I don't want that. I want to be at my best at every stage, not when it's convenient because nobody lives here anymore. So are you setting those boundaries? Are you, you know, saying no when you're overscheduled to one more thing? Do you feel selfish when you say no? You know, I've just, as much as I'd love to, to do everything, I've, I've gotten really good at saying no. Um, even my girls are like, I wish you were going on our field trip. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm sorry. Um, I just, I I can't do that one more thing right now. It's funny. The boys never wanted me to go on their field trips. And now that I have the girls, they're like, oh, can't you go on our field trip with us? Like what? I'm not used to this and I already scheduled work. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let some other mom take this one. And not feeling guilty about it, right? 
creating that boundary so you don't feel guilty. So yeah, just a couple things to think about in terms of how are you taking care of yourself, not just from the physical standpoint, but also from the emotional, psychological, uh, from a boundary standpoint, and also the relationships you have in your life. They're all so intertwined, and I want nothing more than for you to, to feel your best and to be your best and to be able to do everything that God created you to do. And I don't want you looking back and wishing that I would have take, I would have, I wish I would have taken better care of myself when that moment is available to you now. So think about what is one thing that you can do right now to take care of yourself. Is it being able to go back through some of these boxes and checking them off? Is it, you know, taking something out of your busy schedule so that you can have time to do the things that you want to do? Think about just one thing that you can do right now to take care of yourself and start working on that today. All right, guys, I need to give you your recipe. Um, this is actually a recipe I found in in a Mediterranean cookbook. Uh, we're doing something similar actually for dinner tonight, which is what prompted me to find this recipe. So it is a grilled portobello mushroom and shallot with a rosemary Dijon vinaigrette. Does that not sound amazing? This is so good because it's grilling season right now. So we love to grill mushrooms. Um, and then all those fresh herbs from the garden, just ugh, it makes everything so delicious. So for this recipe, you're going to need six tablespoons of olive oil, one small garlic clove minced, two teaspoons of lemon juice, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one teaspoon of minced fresh rosemary, and a little bit of salt and pepper. And then you're going to need eight shallots peeled and six portobello mushroom caps. And this is going to serve about four to six people. So first off, you're going to whisk the two tablespoons of the olive oil, garlic, lemon juice, mustard, and rosemary, and a quarter teaspoon of salt together in a small bowl. And if you need to season with more salt and pepper, go for it. Um, and then just set that aside for later. Then you're going to take skewers and you're going to thread your shallots um, through the ends, uh, as well as you're going to cut your portobello caps in, I don't know, quarters or sixths, you know, whatever matches up with your shallot and go ahead and alternate them on a skewer. Go ahead and brush the shallots and mushroom caps with the remaining four tablespoons of olive oil and you can season with just a touch of salt and pepper. And then for your grill, uh, you're going to basically just turn your burners to high, um, heat up your, your grill, of course, and, um, and then you're basically going to cook the mushrooms and onions uh, on the first side for about eight minutes, and then flip them over and continue to cook for maybe another eight minutes. And then you're going to remove the skewers from the shallots and the mushrooms whisk that vinaigrette one more time to get all those ingredients nice and combined and drizzle them over the vegetables. 
Alternately, if you don't want to use a skewer, you can just throw your mushrooms and onions in a grill pan and cook them that way and they'll still be delicious. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.